Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. And now on the international guest, Peggy Black, is foremost a transducer, scribe, and witness. She's an author, world traveler, lecturer with 35 years' experience in the healing field as a sacred sound solitarist and uses powerful core sounds for vibrational healing. And uh, just thinking about the vibrational healing gives me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, you're now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Well, today we um, will be talking about sound, which Peggy says is an alchemist tool to sculpt our reality. Oh, what an exciting thought, huh? <laughs> Um, as as always, Peggy, you're on the on the cutting edge. And she says also with this, we can promote health, healing, and experience altered states of consciousness. Peggy says that our conscious and inter, uh, intentional use of sound is our birthright and our source of power. And Peggy also says that we live in a neutral field of energy that we sculpt with our words and beliefs. I love that. This neutral energy is waiting for our command. Peggy, that is so empowering. Paula, tell us more. Well, Peggy Black is a multidimensional channel whose gifts are clairsentient and clairvoyant and clairaudient. My tongue got tied there. Intuitive allows her to assist individuals to empower their own lives and give them a way to have abundant life. She receives transmissions from her team called the Morning Messages. These 88 messages are free to all her subscribers. So we'll be talking about how to subscribe to uh, her website. Uh, Peggy also offers webinars and monthly Internet programs. And yes, she offers channeled readings by appointment. Well, Peggy, welcome back to our program. You've been a guest before, and um, I got a chance to talk to you a few weeks ago, and it was just so good to talk to you again. Well, thank you so much. It's always an honor to be on your on your program. I can remember driving to Santa Clara and uh, and joining you physically. So this is a nice opportunity to be um, <laughs> to be on a blog talk radio where we uh, can be in different locations and still connecting with all the listeners. Well, we're still uh you're still being heard through KKUP, so this is wonderful. Now, what are you up to? You know, uh it was purely by accident. I see that you're going to be at the East West Bookstore and you're coming on our show just before you're going to be there. So this was like um a coincidence or maybe it wasn't. Maybe your team well, has something I, to do with it. I, I think that I think most everything is if, when we work with spirit and and work with the divine energies of um, of synchronicities and so forth. Uh, so much of our life unfolds in a graceful way, and so I feel like that's always I, I honor and acknowledge with gratitude that um, that I allow that to be so more in my life than ever before. But it's nice to be able to talk a little bit um, uh, about the program that's going to be at East West Bookstore. I'm assisting a dear friend of mine. Her name is Barbara Thomas, and she has written a book called The Burned Woman. 
and the event uh, Saturday night, <clears throat> May 20th, at East West Bookstore in Mountain View is a free event. I think it starts at 7.30 and probably goes till a little after 9. And <clears throat> Barbara um, is 83 now, and she... <clears throat> About 40 years ago, as an artist, she started painting these very horrific faces and painful expressions. And then <clears throat> she ended up um, a number of years later, you know, 20, 25 years later, I'm not sure of the exact years, but nevertheless later she woke up one morning and sat down and wrote the entire book called The Burned Woman. And then I was part of a, a group of individuals that sponsored her in creating a DVD of this book. <clears throat> it's a powerful presentation, um, and the images that are offered in the story is actually held subliminally in our collective consciousness. You know, we all have a burned woman inside of us who's been shut down by the fear of criticism, judgment, the condemnation or betrayal that we experienced. So over 300 years of the Inquisition, when millions were killed for having the power to be intuitive, a healer, a midwife, a teacher, a mystic, you know, those that touched um, uh, were in touch with the non-physical world. Uh, so they were killed or persecuted in some way. And so this shadow and fear of being different does burden and hamper all of us. And the whole presentation is to look and see how it's affecting you and and how does it hamper you in living your life more fully. So that's a Saturday presentation. And then Sunday, uh, you can go to East West Bookstore, I'm sure, on the Internet, and there's a workshop that's going to be taking place that is called Healing Burned Woman. And that's noon to four. And I know there's a, a small charge for that, but you can find that out at uh, at the East West Bookstore. So that's what I'm doing this well, weekend. Well, what a privilege to be involved in that. Oh, I, I'm just I am privileged to be involved with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, as, as you're talking, I uh, I had a belief at one time that um, my generation was healing this. Yes, and. Um, but I see the generation after me, my, my daughter's generation, still going through the same thing. Well, that's why I think, for me, I've been so active in supporting Barbara and making this available. Um, I would like to see this given to all women's studies in colleges. I would like to see this DVD being ordered for a group of women that want to work on this together. Uh, I want I want very much to support uh, all of the beings that experience this along the timeline that still carry that memory because um, it, it's affecting everyone. I mean, one of the reasons I feel that we are so out of balance with nature is during that particular horrific time of the Inquisition, those of us that knew herbs and nature and connected more fully with with the elements and the elementals you know, we were persecuted and killed. So we've lost touch with that ability. And so hopefully, you know, by healing this, we get back in touch with being a part of our our natural environment that's around us at all times. 
seems to be the topic of the day. <laughs> you you <laughs> you actually um, are uh, do sound healing. So, yes. in your sound healing work, do you work with uh, the healing this type of healing? When I do, uh, yes, yes, I do. I've done I've done sound healing since the mid nineties, and there were a number of memories stored in the tissues and cells and energetic uh, patterns of the body of people that remembered either being burned or killed because of their gift as midwife, because of their gift as as mystic or healer. And yes, we did sound work to clear it. And then a lot of times when I'm doing a private reading and the team is giving information for the client that's on the call, uh, they will take that person back to that experience and clear it. Peggy, tell us about the team before we go any further. Um, the team is is these beautiful non-physical beings, um, energetic, divine, conscious beings that have basically been partnered with me my entire life. Uh, there were times in which I was more aware of it than others. Uh, I focused, as most of us do, in our youth and my midlife with my family and children and so forth. And I would say the last 25 or 35 years, I've definitely been more um, tuned in, so to speak, to some of the other abilities that were mine intuitively, you know, knowing and and doing healing work, doing sound work. And I was always a pr- I was always aware that when I did a, a, an energetic healing or did reflexology, that there was a presence <clears throat> that was with me. And then I started doing sound work uh, in the mid-90s and was very aware of each time I worked with a client uh, in relieving issues in their body through using sound vibration that um, that there was always a presence. And then it became apparent that this energy that was there wanted to be more a part of my, not just when a client was present, but more uh, available all the time. And that's when the morning messages started coming. I started journaling and receiving these transmissions. And I've got over 300, three pages of transmissions each uh, in the computer, and these beautiful team, this beautiful, these beautiful beings, really want to support this planet in its evolution. And so, the Morning Message website offers eighty-eight of these messages free. So, anyone that's interested in this can sign up and begin to receive these messages. And they're just powerful, very confirming kind of pieces of information that acknowledge us as being multidimensional beings. Because we are. Everyone is. We have a physical body. That's our focus right now. But that's one aspect of who we truly are. Who we truly are is multidimensional. And we're all in this stage and phase and awareness of our evolution. We're waking up to this. We're beginning to realize how truly powerful we are. How how powerful we are as a physical being in partnership with that part of ourselves that's non-physical. 
and so my team is is um is just like I said these beautiful beings that are um supporting and assisting and in partnership with me in bringing this um into reality. Do you think everyone has a team? Absolutely. From what I understand and the way they do counseling work, um everyone, no one comes into this dense dimension without support. From what I understand, this particular reality, this dimension that we call Earth, is a very challenging and difficult um, energetic um, interface. And so everyone has a team. However, a lot of people never even recognize them. You have to ask. How do they wake up their team? <laughs> How do we wake up that team, Peggy? <laughs> it's not a matter of waking up the team. It's a matter of you waking, waking up you to up. the team. The team is available. It's awaiting your request. It's awaiting your personal contact. It's a wa- The team is always will honor your free will. So until we ask, until we start opening those doors, until we start requesting guidance and listening, beginning to uh, open up to our multidimensional gifts of telepathy, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentient abilities, we all have that. Everyone has that. But our society, our cultures, our religions has not honored, has not supported, and has not taught us about these abilities. They've pretty much we've pretty much been rendered uh, powerless in in a lot of regards to this. And so the goal. Well, is I know when you, I go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's, I. The reason why I ask that because when I receive information, uh, they always say we. Never uh, yes. one particular. Yes. My sense is from all the readings I've done, probably I almost fifteen hundred readings. My experience is it's generally a group. It's a group, so they say we are the team. So they come in. They we come in with with a with a group of, of beings that want to support us. That are non physical. Well, I was just thinking, you know. Sometimes people get all this um, excitement in their body and they go, oh, my gosh, let's do this, and they get all this happiness in their body. And I kind of wonder if the team is an inputting at that point and um, people just don't realize that the team is inputting, getting you in the direction you need to go. Absolutely. And, um, We're really being guided a lot feel- more than anybody acknowledges. And And so the goal always is to begin to ask and begin to listen. Everybody will receive their team in a different way. Well, I know one way is to journal because a lot of people start they start journaling and then information starts to come in that way. Absolutely. A lot of people are very kinesthetic and they feel it. There's an also a type of of extrasensory perceptions of just knowing. There's those that hear hear guidance, those that see images. So it comes in so many different ways, um, and as we address it more and invite it more, more and more of those extrasensory abilities come into play because they've always been with us, but our society, our parents, as little children, if we said something in regards to this, we were either shut down or it wasn't encouraged, so it's dropped away. Well, I, I would think that the um, ancient cultures 
when they were just trying to find water, they were connecting to have their team help them find water. All of it, yeah, exactly. We've, this planet has always been supported by this, the universe, the galaxy, how, the divine source, however you want to label that, the creative energy. Uh, have you ever uh, done a webinar or a class on helping people connect Absolutely. to their team? Absolutely. I've done a number of um, partnering with your divine team. I did a, a very intensive webinar uh, talking about all the various energies that are non-physical that really want to work with us. So it's not just one level. There's just there's elements, there's elementals, you know, there's um, beautiful um, uh, beings that are so enormous energetically. Everybody's more comfortable in this reality of calling on angels and archangels. But there's just an infinite amount of beautiful beings of light that want to support us if we invite them and call upon them. Nature spirit? Well, Peggy. <laughs> yes. Wait, Peggy, Peggy, you talk about recalibrating our body, um, ex, you know, experiencing that recalibration. And, wow, right now it feels like a lot of that's going on. You, you want to talk about that? Well, of course it's going on. That's what this is all about is, you know, we're in a stage as a as a humanity, as a planet, as a people. We're in a stage where we are waking up to who we truly are. We're waking up to realizing we're really divine spirit animating a physical body. And how do we do that? How do we open up some of the circuits, as it were, how do we welcome that, is we get support from what I call the galactic beings, the the um, the cosmic beings, beings of light. Um, every eclipse, every configuration as the planets move around in our solar system send various different types of energy that trigger our own energy field. It's always going on. Everything is vibration. We live in a sea of vibration. And, um, you know, we live in a sea of sound. This insonic environment we live in, the entire planet vibrates uh, to the rhythm sounds. And so the planets are always offering vibration. Eclipses open doors or portals, and we get activated. And the word that's being kind of used in um, in the field right now is recalibration. Well, what does that mean? It just means an upgrade. It means an awakening. Our cells are taking on more light. We're becoming less dense. We're vibrating at a higher frequency. And sometimes when that happens, our physical body goes through some some stuff that's not particularly comfortable. So that's how I would explain recalibration. We're just we're in a stage of evolution much like what the caterpillar must have felt like when it was transforming itself to be the butterfly. And in that cocoon stage when the butterfly when the caterpillar becomes became something different but wasn't yet what it was to become, we're in that stage. 
we're being recalibrated. We're changing our literally changing our cellular structure to to carry and hold more light so that we truly are light beings are beings of light. Now, have you ever been um noticed when the electricity goes out and nothing in your house is working? How quiet it is. So, I mean, we have sound around us that we like tune out of because course. it's here all the time. Of course. Does that sound get in the way? Of course, it interferes with us all the time. And especially with all the cell phone vibrations and all the electronic vibrations that we can't even see, is always affecting our energy field. Every human being we come in contact with carries an energy signature. Everything's vibration. Everything is sound in some way, whether we're hearing it or not. You know, we're all influenced if we go to the shopping mall and um, and the music from some of the stores are just, for me, they're offensive. We're affected by that. Or we can hear a song that we remembered in childhood and that sound, though that song, those vibrations, can bring us to tears. So, you know... Sound touches us. Uh, it's a it's a language that speaks to every cell. I know maybe that's why some stores that I go into, I just don't feel comfortable in. I have to leave. Well, I do too. I hum. I have a habit of humming, and so as I hum, <laughs> it keeps my feel straight. I I stay balanced. I stay centered. I stay grounded by just humming. I I use sound throughout my entire day because I know sound um, can can clear. I know sound can clear emotional patterns. Uh, sound is used with intention is one of the most powerful things we have as individuals. And the most important thing for us to remember is the one sound that we don't even think about is how we use our words. Our words are just another form of our sound. And if sound vibrations are influencing the field and people aren't what you would call a sacred sound salutarist or they're not a singer, they don't think of it that way. But the thing is, is every word we speak, the universe matches that vibration. Every word we speak, the universe matches that vibration. Because sound vibrations are your reality. So because everything in the universe is energy and everything owes its shape and form wholly and solely to sound and vibration, and should that pattern, that sound be altered in any way, the pattern of vibration changes accordingly. So we're always telling our reality what we want with the way we speak. <laughs> that's a that's a powerful thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know when you think well, you about know what the, the other day. I, I was I was just going to say, the other day I was sitting in my chair and um, I was meditating and all of a sudden the refrigerator motor went off, <laughs> and I went oh yes. And it was like my whole body relaxed because it was that vibration that I realized, you know, that it was there was an irritation, and I thought, wow, 
Um, and I've I've heard that a few times, and I'm so happy when the refrigerator goes off. Well, <laughs> and, well, um, yeah. Some of these sounds, some of these sounds, like you say, we we begin to just tune them out. But the fact is, is they're always influencing our field. And so the thing you can do is be conscious and clear, clear energy. Use sound on the way home from work uh, in your car. Um, sound your frustration. Sound your tiredness. Sound any worry that's there. Sound any disagreements you had with a coworker. Get it out. Sound it. Use your voice as a powerful instrument. And then replace it with a higher vibration and call in peace and calm. This is so powerful. You can do it every day. Just like we take a shower to freshen our physical body, we can take a sound vibration to clear our field. When we stop and think about the human voice is without parallel the most powerful creative force in the entire universe. Now, I'll say that again. The human voice is without parallel the most powerful creative force in the entire universe. So our words are tangible, living things. They're full of directive. Our words are directive to the universe, and which will manifest relative to the force and intention behind our words. Can you imagine if everybody all of a sudden realized how powerful what they were saying? You stop talking about certain things. How many times has somebody said something to you, they say, oh, I would die for a piece of chocolate. I know. Or I just, <laughs> I just, I just love that person to death. Oh, my gosh. If I hear that, I'll just say to somebody else, can you love it to life? Can you love them to life? So we we have these little phrases that we I'm say. I'm dying of hunger. <laughs> I'm dying of exactly. Oh, if I eat this, it's just going to kill me. We're always telling our body, every cell of our body. We're telling our reality, our universe, what we want. And it's just like I can't afford that. Or, oh, it's always something. Money money is just so difficult. The more we rephrase that, the more we say that, the universe is just going to match it. I, I love this. This is so, so wonderful. The word abracadabra. is not a good word, abracadabra. Mm-hmm. Is Aramaic for I create as I speak. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's... Abracadabra is Aramaic for I create as I speak. So you can change your words and change your world. <laughs> How powerful is that? Well, even the written word changes things because, you know, we put love under our water, the, the written word love, and it can change the the, the water. It's, a vibra- it's, a, it's all a vibration. See, I was on a cruise with Dr. Emoto a number of years ago. And we did a lot of experimenting with water and the consciousness of water and prayer and so forth. Um, and it's the same thing. It, it's it's a vibration. We are vibrational beings. We happen to have a physical body that's a dense vibration, but who we are 
is vibrational beings of light. Period. That's it. And we have we have control of our vibration. Yeah. And the interesting thing that they're discovering, which is so powerful, is that the DNA, our DNA, is influenced by our words and by sound frequencies. Our very DNA is influenced by our words and sound frequencies. They're discovering there was a uh, a Russian biophysicist and molecular biologist. I can say can't say his last. I can't say his name. It's it's P J O T R G A R A J E V. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, he said DNA is an organic superconductor able to store light and information. So our DNA is influenced by vibrations. Our DNA is affected by our words, by our emotions. It's and you know, disease. absolutely. And and Louis uh, Laura Elizabeth Keys was powerful. She wrote the book "Toning uh, uh, the Creative Power of Your Voice," and. There is scientific confirmation that certain tones and sounds can increase or decrease your heart rate, your blood pressure, your hormone secretion, even bone density. So toning can balance brain waves, improve respiration, reduce heart rate, and impart a general sense of well-being. That's just a tone. That's a song. That's a chant. We are so powerful. <laughs> we are so powerful. It's just amazing. This is another thing. I, I love this piece of information. Um, uh, Dr. Um, Alfred Tomatis has spent 50 years redefining the ear's extraordinary significance. Now, he believes the initial purpose of the ear is to help grow the brain of the unborn child. The ear is there to help grow the brain of the unborn child. So after birth, the ear's function is to charge the neocortex of the brain, cortex of the brain, and the entire nervous system. So he is saying sound is a nutrient. Sound is a nutrient. So the main difference is food fuels the body, whereas sound waves digested by the ear provides electrical impulses which feed, nurture, and charge the brain. Is that powerful? I wonder what, yes. What about people that are hard of hearing? I mean, they're... Well, part of part of what he says about that is that uh, a lot of the work that he does, unless it's damage of the ear, uh, can be corrected by giving them a different tone, by by uh, supporting their, re-educating their ears. A lot of times <clears throat> his work has looked at uh, children that were perhaps around a lot of, of of loud sounds or arguing and screaming, Shut off certain sounds. Oh, hmm. I know uh, that construction workers who have been around heavy equipment, loud heavy equipment, they lose their hearing. 
Yeah, and some some of that is just damage to the physical unit. You know, some of it. That, but I'm saying we can feed our brain by listening to music that is enhancing, uplifting, by speaking in tones that feel nurturing, knowing that just doing that, just toning, just singing as you do the dishes or cook your dinner or while you're in the car chanting is feeding yourself. <laughs> That's an easy job and it's free. Well, I remember when I was a little girl, um, my grandmother would sing while she was washing the dishes or mopping the floor, and I always enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that, back to water again, of course, the high water content of the body's tissue of, helps to conduct sound. And so if you think about the water in our body or the fluid in our body, there's an overall effect. That would be, you could consider it like an internal massage, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> wonder how many people out there realize that how sound influences our daily life. When I was in um, Egypt, uh, I could hear tones. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, I can't wait to go home. I'm, I'm hearing these tones. And I got home and I couldn't hear them anymore. <laughs> They're still uh, there. They're still there. It's just some pattern that you have that it's not possible to be done here. Oh, okay. Yeah, just begin to ask that you would like to hear the sounds again. We really have more control over it. We have more control over this than we realize. And so I've had some what I call extrasensory perceptions that I didn't want to have. I used to be able to see people's faces melt. I'd be walking down the street and I'd pass them and my inner eye would just watch their face melt, which is kind of frightening, you know? And it was it would happen at the most, I mean, it just would happen. There was no, I never knew when it was going to happen. And for about a year and a half, this was happening at the grocery store, at gatherings. And I realized what was happening is when I saw it with acquaintances or not, personal friends, but just people I knew, they they were getting ready to make their transition. And I was just seeing oh. their energy. And so finally, after after that happening a number of times in a row, I said, I don't want to see this anymore. Don't show this to me anymore. I've never seen it again. We're really we're really powerful multi dimensional beings and we need to engage and invite that to come forward. That's what this evolution of consciousness is about. That's what this uh, recalibration is about, is for us to really step up and realize we are creating our reality at all times with our words, with our thoughts, with our emotions. And we're interfacing with this beautiful quantum field that is neutral. It's going to match us. And so we can, and if we're, if we're, if we're carrying old patterns of of abuse or or lack or limitations in some way, the quickest way to clear those old patterns is to use sound, express them, and then turn around and replace them with a higher vibration of abundance or clarity or health. I remember when I came back from Arabia, 
I lived over there a little over a year, and I ended a marriage, and I was so crushed and devastated that I that I was losing this partner, even though it was my choice. I could hardly function. I was so filled with emotion. And I look back now and realize it was my teams guiding me, but I started going to my altar and lighting a candle, and I would say, here's my grief. Please help me transform it. And I would cry and wail and keen and moan. And then some days I would go in and I would rage because I had so much anger. And I did this for months. I remember my mother saying, you're grieving more over this relationship than I've ever I've ever known you to grieve. And I said, you know what? This is all my grief. This is all my sadness. This is all my anger that I never allowed myself to experience. And I've stuffed it in my body. And when I finished finished that process, that's when the sacred sounds started coming. That's when I started doing this work. So actually, your divorce was just a a door that opened for you. It was a catalyst, Uh uh-huh. It was a catalyst because I, if I had not loved this man so much and it had not worked out the, in the way it did, <clears throat> I would have never felt such pain and processed it and transformed it because out of that transformation, my entire life changed. Out of me being a true alchemist and using sound to express what I was feeling rather than stuffing it in the tissues of my body, I cleared what you'd call your emotional emotional closet. I think some of us are emotional hoarders. We hoard our emotions. We never clear them out. You know, that's, that's interesting you're saying this. You know what, I over the last couple of days, I've had some interesting experiences. And I don't know whether it was because... We were going to interview with you, or whatever it might have been. Um, I ran into um, feelings that have happened before, where you feel this anger, and you go, "Wait a minute! I don't really want to feel like this. This is ridiculous." And then I stop for a moment. I put my tongue to the roof of my mouth, and I said, "Okay, what am I looking at here?" And it said I needed to look at forgiveness. And mm-hmm. as soon as that came in, within two seconds, it was transmuted. And I was so, like, I was stunned and pleased because I could feel that energy leave my body immediately. Yeah. So once I acknowledged what it was, <laughs> sort of so it's kind of funny because and I think right now, Peggy, it looks like if that's the case, we're able to go in and transmute this stuff almost instantly if we can take out time enough just to say, okay, I'm ready to acknowledge this. I'm ready to go in and look at it. Absolutely. The team always reminds everyone that the container or the framework is always to state I'm fully embodied. I'm anchored to this planet and I'm connected to my own divine guidance. That's the container that you live your life from. Because the physical body is one aspect, but when you say I'm fully embodied, you're bringing in your divine conscious mind into your physical form. And from that place, you're powerful beyond measure. 
And so you can actually become, as a team calls it, an alchemist, an energy and emotional alchemist. So if you feel something, something comes up and you're aware of your anger or frustration or grief or worry or stress or fear, the key to always remember is how much of it is personally yours and how much of it have you connected that belongs to the collective field. Because we're all one anyway. And so all of a sudden you've got 10% fear that's yours, but you've connected to another 90% that belongs to the collective. And right now the collective is full of fear. So when you you connect with that, then you simply say, let me be the transformer of this fear I'm experiencing. And you sound your fear with that intention. You sound your fear calling in divine beings of light to witness you doing this work, to support you doing this. And then what happens is you transform this piece of fear for yourself, but for the collective. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to transform misqualified energy. We're here to feel something and to give it expression and clear it and lift it up to a higher vibration. It has to go Can through a human. We're here. We're here. We're here to transform dense emotion. So when we feel it in our physical body, we have a birthright to transform it. We have a responsibility to transform it. And so by giving the anger or the fear or the sadness uh, an expression, a verbal expression, and then replacing it with a higher vibration of safety or trust or clarity or love or forgiveness. Those are high-frequency vibrations. We've then literally offered more light to the collective consciousness. Also, we've brought more light into our own physical body. And we've cleared, we've, we've cleared some density. Now, could you repeat, I'm fully embodied, and what do you say after that? I'm I'm fully embodied, I'm anchored to the planet, and connected to my own divine guidance. I'm fully embodied. You're claiming your divine conscious self, your multidimensional self. You're claiming that part of yourself that's non-physical, that's animating your physical form. You're fully embodied. It's like this. Your body, our bodies take us from place to place. Our automobiles take us from place to place. If we're not fully embodied, it's like running alongside our automobile trying to give it directions as we reach in through the window. But when we say I'm fully embodied... What? I was going to say... And the other thing I experienced that I was really, I thought, oh, this is so great. Um, Maybe about five, six, seven, eight years ago, I experienced a cylinder of light coming down over my body, like all the way up to the heavens and all the way down to the ground. And I was kind of shocked when I saw the cylinder around me. But this was it yesterday this morning uh, i actually experienced 
thinking of this cylinder as a sonic shower. It is. And bringing and bringing a clearing completely through the body, and it was like instantaneous clearing out all the debris, whatever. And I thought, oh wow, I didn't realize what that was beforehand. But it was. I'm thinking, wow, that's a nice way to look at it. Well, when you say so, I'm, when you say I'm fully embodied. I'm anchored to the planet yeah. and connected to my own divine source. You are then a pillar of light. Exactly. You are anchoring light energy into this dense dimension that we call Earth. You you become there's a pranic tube that runs uh just in front of our spine energetically. And it this energy comes in through our crown, goes through the pranic tube out our perineum into the earth we're fully embodied we have divine source flowing through us at all times so the more we acknowledge the more we call it forth the more we wake up and be be become aware of who we truly are it's fun it's exciting we are in we are in such exciting times and have such a a powerful role to play in transforming this planet and the chaos and all of the misqualified energies that we're observing. We're not helpless at all. Well, Peggy, uh, last week I ran against a person. Um, When I left their presence, I felt like I had to take a bath. I Mm -hmm. mean, the energy was so yucky. Um, is there any way that I, I could clean? I mean, I can clear my own energy, but that here's person... what the team here's what the team says. Every day, often throughout the day, simply state because everything's vibration. Everybody carries an energy signature, and that energy signature can be um, it, carrying intense intense vibrations that are uncomfortable or unpleasant and when they walk away we're felt we still have tracings of that energy signature which is what you're describing mm-hmm. so you, what i simply say and what the team is always reminding everyone to do is simply say i'm uh, all energy that personally does not belong to me i send it back blessed and transformed Ooh, and all energy good. All energy that I've sent forth, I call it back, blessed and transformed, and integrate it with grace and ease. That's like washing your hands. This is called energy energy hygiene 101. (laughs) Yeah, we know how to take care of our physical body, and now we're needing to learn or being invited to learn how to take care of our emotion, how to take care of our energy body. All yeah, energy okay. that all energy that personally does not belong to me, I send it back to where it belongs, blessed and transformed. All energy I sent forth, I call back, blessed and transformed. And that way, um, you're actually doing the other person. I would think would be helping them to. You're giving them a blessing it. of. You're giving them a blessing of grace. You're sending back that yucky energy in a higher frequency vibration for their field. 
And that's how we're transforming each other. That's beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the team. The team's always reminding me to clear my field. Clear my field. It can be so simple. The old paradigm that we've lived with for a long time is to shield or push against energy. Right. But but what the team has been telling me and what I've been aware of for a long time is we're really here to transform the energy that's yucky. And so the only way we can transform it is to feel it quickly, transmute it quickly. It has to go through a human body and human heart. Once Once we feel it, Send it back blessed and transformed. Give it sound and transmute it. Then we're doing our work. We're not we're not shoving this icky energy off to, to 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 somebody else. We're we're literally responsible because it's in our field to clear it. It doesn't have to be burdensome. It doesn't have to be heavy. It's just we just do it. So after you've done this. In your personal experience, have you seen a difference in that person when you see them again? Um, yes and no. Sometimes I never see that person again. You know, right, sometimes right. it's somebody I meet in the street or in a shopping mall. Um, but over time, everyone has free will. Everyone has free will. And, and so you have to always keep that in mind. We don't know what someone's personal contract is we don't know what they're here to learn yeah but you and we have to honor without that attachment yeah you have to yeah. do it without attachment so you just send it back blessed and transformed and they get to do with it as they will mm-hmm. well i think our listening audience is learning a lot today from you peggy <laughs> thanks i want to also before we conclude and i know it's getting there is <clears throat> i want to give some <clears throat> tools um, to remind everyone that their voice is a healing instrument. And so to learn methods and ways to use your sound consciously each day to clear blockages and promote your own personal well-being. So here's some simple ways that you can clear blockages with tools of vibration and sound. So the key, of course, is awareness and intention. But we use sound unconsciously a lot by sighing, by groaning, by sobbing, even screaming. Those are all release sounds and they cleanse the body. So we can do them on purpose. We can set aside to do the sound to clear some of that. But then you have humming, chanting, singing, which acts to soothe and promote health. And those that are adventurous can use the vowel sounds, A-E-I-O-U, and elongate elongate them and play with them and see how to express them in different tones because those are regenerative sounds that heal the body. And then there's chants like the hue, H-U. You you would say it like, You, and that's a sound which enlivens, stimulates, awakens, and recharges your cells. So, see, this is like this is like giving yourself a tune-up every day. Is what emotions need to be expressed? 
singing and, and, and toning in your shower or screaming frustrations in your car, humming while you're at work or humming when you're in shopping centers. So the key for I would like to invite everybody that's uh, listening is to recognize and bathe yourself with sound vibrations throughout your day. Is hue a Sanskrit word? I think it is. I'm not sure. But I know that it restores your divine blueprint is what I've been told. And I have a beautiful poem I want to share with everyone. I have it framed in my home, and it says, Take a deep breath. Find a place to cry. Make it holy with your tears. Now find a place to rage and make it holy with your anger. Now find a place to forgive and make it holy with your love. Now find a place to help and make it holy with your life. Take a deep breath. Find your place. Be holy be human because you matter. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yes. So let's share with everybody out there your website so that they can get their daily blessings from your team. <laughs> Morning <laughs> messages, uh-huh. Um, yes. Morning messages website is www morning messages with an s dot com and there's a whole bunch of information there that you can peruse the website if you choose and there's an opportunity that people can sign up for that free 88 messages that be, they're sent to you every third day and then once a month the team gives a new transmission and that's included in the newsletter so that that comes that comes once a month. So I do my best to not inundate anybody with too much because we already have so much um, information. And anyone's interested in SoundPod, um, I have a website, PeggyBlack.com, that offers another type of information as well. Um, and I have a free program that comes twice a month uh, through metaphysicalwisdom.com. So that's metaphysicalwisdom.com. And my friend Cindy Silva hosts me. But I have the, usually the first Wednesday of the month is Wisdom Wednesday. And that's a free broadcast. And then also the last Monday of the month is a program through Metaphysical Wisdom, but it's called The Win. W-I-N. So that stands for, um, uh, I just lost that. It stands for the um, uh, world-class intuition. And so they they have myself, I'm one of the, the presenters, but they have like 16 different presenters throughout the month. And in the WIN program, they're always free. So you can tune in connect in and look at the calendar. Cindy gives Metaphysical Wisdom is such a powerful website and she just offers all kinds of of opportunities and uh, information about what's going on on our planet. Um, But my program is the last Monday at 10 o'clock our time. Mm 
and um, it's called um, Gratitude and Guidance. And at that point, the team really answers personal questions. So for an hour, people can either call in or um, email, you know, work through that particular uh, website, and um, and the team will answer your personal questions. I like to well, give we've a lot of things away. <laughs> Free is always good. Well, we've been delighted to have you with us today. It's yeah. the hours just flown by. Well, thank you for this opportunity. Also, um, also I want to let you know that Peggy again is going to be at the um, East West Bookstore. And it's going to be Saturday the 20th, and uh, it'll be at 7.30, and it's free. But you need to call in advance the East oh, thanks for store and reserve, yes. <laughs> reserve your seat. And that phone number to call would be 650-988-9800. Again, one more time, 650-988-9800. Um, and then... Uh, there is a workshop on Sunday, and it's from 12 until 4. And this is the uh, the Healing Burned Woman, and that's uh, the workshop again on Sunday. Uh, that's all Sunday, the 20 21st. Uh-huh. Sorry, that's the 21st, yeah. Okay, and uh, and then Saturday, you know, she's on at 7.30, and it's free. So give uh, East West Bookstore a... a uh, a spot of time there just prior to you arriving <laughs> or before <laughs> also, <and way> beforehand. <laughs> also, Taz, I would like to say people can email me at Peggy Black at AOL. So that's just simple, Peggy Black at AOL. Um, if they want to book an appointment or they're interested in some of the, the other work or webinars that's offered, um, I, okay. I answer all my own phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. Peggy, it's always so wonderful to have you with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you both. Oh, you're quite welcome. <laughs> we were gonna we will have you back, believe me. <laughs> well, thank you. It'll be thank a you. pleasure. Just get in touch and and blessings to everyone that's out there listening and those that are so in touch with all that's going on. Uh, that's horrific on our planet. It's important for us to remember we can sound that terror. We can sound that um, that pain that we're witnessing, uh, the anger, and transform it not only for ourselves but for the collective. Thank you. Yes. Blessings and have a great day. Thank you so much. You as well. Bye-bye.